previously on ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei. After having made it surprisingly all alive out of a collapsing tunnel far beneath the crystal catacombs, the masked spirits made it back to their hideout only to discover that the spiritualists were there holding an intervention. They didn't like all the weird spirit stuff that they were doing embossing say, encouraged them to stop, and Tonin encouraged them to go and do unpleasant things to themselves. <laughs> he also revealed his secret to a rival faction. That's not going to come back to bite him at all. Certainly not. Uh, some other stuff that happened. Seaway gathered everybody together to go and pay a visit to an acquaintance of his. Uh, apparently, Seaway is paying off a debt for something. Hmm, interesting. But when you finally all made it back back to your lair after all that happened, Tonin shared with all of his friends and comrades, his good friends who trust and love and believe in him because they're all part of the same team, <laughs> told them all about his backstory and his history with Ko the Face Stealer and all the weird stuff going on with that. And right as we left off, Tonin had received a messenger hawk from Taku in the handwriting of his father, telling him that he needed to talk to Ko immediately. What's going to happen? I have no idea, but let's find <laughs> out here in the world of Blades and the Dao Fei. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei, the Blades in the Dark actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Thomas Ryan as Hu Wei Young. <laughs> Christian Randall as Tonin Yoru. And Evan Peterson as Siwei Leng. And everybody's getting a little bit more their character during this introduction. <laughs> Should I just not break character for the entire thing? Even when I'm speaking as Thomas rather than Hu Wei Young. Uh, we're finally getting the actual voice reveal. <laughs> I'm proud of you for getting better at doing the voice without starting every sentence with, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have made some marked improvements. That is <laughs> But this is the behind the scenes. Thomas's quote unquote Thomas voice that he's been giving you the entire time is actually his fake voice. And mm -hmm. he really just talks like Wei Young IRL. I have a plot twist for all of you. My real speaking voice is actually this one. Oh you guys don't know this in the, the listeners, but we're doing a Deadlands campaign. This is what my guy sounds like. It's miserable. Well, we'll leave Deadlands for another time because right now we're focusing on Avatar. Ooh boy, ooh boy. Uh, before we get into all of the terrible drama and whatnot, we do have to mark XP because we've gone through an entire cycle. So let's start with our crew playbook as the Masked Spirits. And we'll start up at the top. Did we execute a successful battle, extortion, sabotage, or smash and grab? Yeah. We executed a successful battle. Um, we, we beat a spirit in a fight, right? Correct. Straight up. We also got smashed and grabbed by the cave. So is that like a, <laughs> a net zero? Or? No, it just means that the cave is also leveling up alongside you. Oh, great. No. <laughs> the true end boss of the campaign is the cave. The earth itself <laughs> will destroy us. I will say... I think that only gets us one point, not two. Yeah, I would say so. Successful does feel a bit like a stretch. So we'll mark one there. Next thing, did you contend with challenges above your current station? Mm -hmm. You fought a ghost and no one died. Mm -hmm. well, I'm, yeah, and I'm pretty sure Thomas talked to an angry, like, high-level spirit. Yeah, there, there's a couple <laughs> things going on here that are maybe a little bit above your station. I think we can mark that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Next, did you bolster your crew's reputation as an ambitious team, or did you develop a new reputation? 
I mean, it's pretty ambitious to fist fight a ghost in a cave <laughs> miles away from help. Also telling a crew so much higher than us, hey, I can steal your face, feels like a little bit of a like weird intimidation tactic on someone who could probably crush us like a bug. <laughs> All right. And then the last question, did you express the goals, drives, inner conflict, or essential nature of the crew? Big time, because our essential nature is money, and we got paid. Yeah, we did. 10 coin out of that. Mm -hmm. Also, we leveled up. We like we tiered up, I believe. You we did. did. We became weak tier one. Yeah, that's how good we are now. Precisely. <laughs> We're cool. All right, so that puts us at seven out of the eight crew XP boxes marked. Can any of you figure out a way to convince me that you deserve two XP for any one of these given questions? Mm. Um, I, yes. I would also argue yes. Okay, you go first because I'm not that persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> My argument is two-part, thus I think two points. <laughs> I think our reputation was definitely bolstered in that we helped a crew, I believe two crews actually, working in tandem, who I, and they are both above us in rank, mm -hmm. we helped them with a problem they were having, which feels very ambitious. So that's just a huge mark in our favor. And then I think also the thing they mentioned where it might not have been smart, but you, you could definitely categorize it as ambitious to think that you can intimidate the spiritualists coming out of something like that. So I, I would argue two points for that. And the rest of the crew, what do you think? Thomas doesn't want to agree with me, just to be no, contrary. No, not to be contrary. It just doesn't feel strong enough for another point. It's good points. It just doesn't feel like enough. All right. What's Thomas's argument? No, after I heard his, it was way better than what I had. <laughs> so, I mean, the wording is mark one XP for each item below or two XP if it occurred multiple times. That's true. I mean, we helped two separate crews. Usually we're only helping one. Um, in addition, I know I know a ghost on its own is not like a tiered item, but I feel like this one that had us all being murdered and brought a cave down. Um, is probably significantly higher enough that we could probably mark another one. That's where I was leaning was with contend with challenges above your current station mm -hmm. is that ghost was major spooky. And my <laughs> character has never fought a ghost. That ghost was so spooky that I specially prepared a weapon in a flashback to fight ghosts and when I hit it with it, I still took damage. Yeah, <laughs> I think if we look at this kind of holistically if we end up getting like say one and a half ticks on challenge above your current station and one and a half ticks on bolstering our reputation then that kind of adds up to one additional XP. Look, we will take it. I love candy bars, man. <laughs> All right. We'll mark that final tick in the XP tracker. You folks get to level up, meaning you can choose one new special ability or two new crew upgrades. What were we leaning last time? We had it kind of already pre-picked out, didn't we, what we wanted? I don't know that we actually had. I think we were leaning door kickers because we wanted better engagement. Selfishly, I want dangerous because I want to up my skirmisher wreck. <laughs> I also want to up my skirmish because I got in that fight last time and it was not good for me. I like dangerous. Mm. Do we still make ourselves stronger? I like it. Cool. Yeah, that works for me. Okay. So just to make sure I'm marking this correctly, I put another X in either hunt, skirmish, or wreck. Mm -hmm. Look at us. I now, because of this, I have two ticks in insight, prowess, and resolve. Nice. There you go. I have four ticks all in prowess. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, holy cow, man. Like if I have a prowess resistance roll, I get all four dice. That's awesome. <laughs> that is pretty good. However, you still have zero in insight, meaning whenever you indulge your vice, you still roll with zero dice. Yep. Cool. <laughs> all right. That covers all of the XP marking for the crew playbook, though there's a couple things I want to touch on real quick with the crew in general. 
as I was listening back through, I did stiff you guys out of one coin, unfortunately. My math was a little bit off, so we're going to add one more coin to your stash because I got that incorrect. Woo. Hot dog! Or your your safe, rather. Your gotcha. your vault, your crew, uh, whatever whatever the term is. You know what I'm talking about. The safe about. under the counter at Seaway's <laughs> pet shop. Yeah. Gotta go fast. Now, the other thing that I want to touch on real quick is the faction game. So we've mentioned a couple times that Tonin revealed his face, as it were, to the spiritualists. <laughs> so some things that are going to go on with that. I mean, we already decreased our status one with the spiritualists. I think just what logically makes sense to me as a resonation of that is you're also going to lose one with the news people because they got contacted by the spiritualists and they're going to try and rake some muck on you guys, as it were. And based on this piece that they have published, I think we're going to make a fortune roll to see how many other factions also take minus one status with you guys. Good heavens, dude. Look, we're meant to be feared. We are the spirits. If now they really think we are, I'm not too upset about it. I am. <laughs> I don't feel good about it. So let's have Tonin go ahead and roll just one die. Oh, well, now I, now they're going to be even more upset about it. <laughs> so if it's a full failure, then that means only one faction marks one, minus one status with you. If it's a partial success, two will take minus one. If it's a full success, three will take minus one. So I want to fail this one. You want to fail. Okay, well, then you know what? You chose the right guy. <laughs> I'll make sure I choose the right die here. Jeez. That's a one. Yes. There we go. So only one faction is going to take an additional minus one status with you. Should we make it the anti-corruption task force? You already have minus one with the anti-corruption task force. Ugh, going to minus two is risky. I mean, they make a lot of sense. Who else would make sense? I think Gecko's very good smuggling operation would make sense. You want to go to th you want to go to war? They already don't like us, and now they're discovering that. Oh yeah, and this guy's like a demon. <laughs> no war, please. <laughs> I don't want to go to war, but it would be cool. Uh, <laughs> you know who probably wouldn't be happy with us, and apparently doesn't have anything marked right now, is the White Lotus. That probably makes sense because we're messing with some stuff. And the White Lotus is all about like maintaining the balance, right? That is true. They're sort of like a support for the Avatar, essentially. Yeah, the White Lotus doesn't make as much of an appearance in the Kyoshi novels as they do in the Yang Chen novels, for example, but they're still around. There is at least some degree of presence. Yeah, I would argue either the White Lotus or the Earth Sages, actually, because you are an Earth Sage. That is the mm. other one that I would make the strong argument for. Would yeah, be. that actually is a really good point because Neliao spent all that time trying to smear the Yorus, and now it's like, wait, one of the Yorus is in Bossing Say right now? Yeah. What have you done, Christian? <laughs> I have stirred the pot. You little weasel. So we're going to take minus one with the Earth Sages. There we go. That actually went a lot less bad than it could have gone. <laughs> yeah, we already didn't like those guys. <laughs> okay, now let's go around the horn with all of our individual playbooks, and we'll start with good old Seaway. So, first question for you. Did you address a challenge with violence or coercion? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Two, actually. <laughs> I tried to violently beat up a spirit which isn't generally the recommended course of action with spirits. <laughs> and also, I threatened Mercy the Cold Killer to try and get rid of my debt. That you did. So that sounds like maybe two ticks to me. I would agree. And can I, I can split those up, right? I can do one here, one there? You can. Then I'm leveling up prowess. Holy cow. You're really committing to that, man. <laughs> He's min-maxing. Yeah. <laughs> so I have three in skirmish. Jeez. Wow. 
and then I'll put one into my playbook. All right, next question. Did you express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background? Uh, very much so. My drives, because my drive has been money, and now I expressed even further why I want the money. <laughs> yeah, so you can definitely get one for that. And did you struggle with issues from your vice or traumas during the session? Uh, so my trauma made me unstable, which was part of what pushed me to confront Mercy. And my vice, even though it's been kept sort of secret, is related to my debt. Mm -hmm. And so even though it's not because I like overextended or anything, this is all still sort of tied in with that. So I would say yes, very much so. Yeah, I think we could potentially get two for that one. Hot dog. I wouldn't, I won't argue. It was a big time for you. Yeah. It was Seaway time. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. That means one more XP and I can get up another special ability. Ooh. Very nice. Now let's look at Tonin. Did you address a challenge with deception or influence? Not as much as I normally do, but yes. Mm -hmm. More so on the influence than deception, though, this time. Yeah, and not as much like actually during the score as during the entanglements that happened after the score. Yeah, because, I mean, putting on that guy's face wasn't so much deception, but it was definitely an influential thing. I would agree. I'll, I'll take one for that. Right on. Next, did you express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background? Mm-hmm. Maybe too much. Yeah. <laughs> too much. Yeah, I don't think that one's really up for debate. So here's my entire backstory real quick. <laughs> yeah, this touched the score itself. It touched downtime after the score. It touched the free play after downtime. So I think we could probably mark two for that. I will take it. And then the last question. Did you struggle with issues from your vice or traumas during the session? I would argue yes, but kind of peripherally the issue with my vice coming back to bite me with the spiritualists. Mm -hmm. I kind of wrapped them in when I was uh, indulging my vice and then it became a problem this time. Yeah, and now there's like stuff going on with your dad because he's not happy about what's going on, getting him all wrapped up in it again. I, I have a, here's a question, a bit of shenanigans for you, Ned. Mm -hmm. Could I have come preloaded with some trauma from my dad? I mean, story-wise, definitely, obviously you have. Uh, it's just a question of whether mechanically, I mean, here's, here's the interesting thing with that. If we give you a trauma, that gives you more opportunities to mark XP potentially and whatnot. Also, it just brings you that much closer to potentially having to retire Tonin at some point in this campaign. So, what, what does the crew think? Can we give Tonin a free trauma? Now that you guys know my backstory better, do you think that I would be traumatized? <laughs> Why do you say give him a free trauma like it's a boon? It is a boon. Exactly. Um, In some ways it's a boon. In other ways, it's really not a boon. I don't want to say no, but I'm going to say no. Because <laughs> Wei Young was born paranoid, and he's going to die paranoid. And he just got that as a trauma. That's fair. So I think mechanically, we should probably stop. <laughs> stick with how it's laid out. I feel left out because you both are so traumatized now and I'm just sitting over here. You can have mine. Well, how close are you? I have no trauma and no stress. Hot dog. I, I got super lucky with my last rolls on the clearing stress, so I'm sitting pretty right now. Just take Seaways. He doesn't want it. Yeah, take my trauma. <laughs> hey, wait. Actually, when you take somebody's face, do you take just their face? <laughs> no. I take their face and I generally take their voice. Um, if I'm planning a bigger thing, though, I will study them beforehand to try and take, like, personality traits as well. So what if you study Seaway so intently that you personally become unstable? Like method acting <laughs> gone too far. Just Seaway and then a shorter, skinnier Seaway next to him. <laughs> and then Seaway sees the way you act, and he's like, oh, 
Good heavens, that's how I am? I gotta get this sorted. And Basically, then... I retire and I become a therapist and I just become people. Functionally, the trauma gets switched over. We found another way in which this campaign is very similar to Batman because everybody who plays a Batman villain goes super method and it messes up their life IRL. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to say no. I, I won't fight it if the other people want to do it, but that's my gut. I think it's fair to say no. You have to earn your traumas. Yeah. <laughs> just be on the front line next time. Yeah, keep pushing yourself and you'll be good to go. All I have to do is hear that little whispered, devil's bargain oh my gosh i'm just gonna whisper push yourself every time <laughs> all right well that'll do it then for toning it looks like i did go back and change how i distributed my xp so i did take a special ability and took away my point in skirmish by the way mm. oh gotcha which special ability have you taken i decided to take ghost fighter <laughs> i may imbue my hands melee weapons or tools with spirit energy i gain potency in combat versus the supernatural i may grapple with spirits to restore and capture them. Nice. I figured thematically it was appropriate after having a severe run-in with a spirit that now I discover this new energy in my hands. I like it. Feels wise. Yeah, I don't think we've addressed potency as a mechanic here on the main feed yet, uh, but essentially the idea here is that there are certain things which are kind of beyond your current abilities, such as fighting against spirits. <laughs> uh, your tangible hands are not necessarily the best thing for punching an intangible spirit. And so whenever I, as the GM, feel like the thing that you're up against is just a little too potent for you to handle, I can say they have potency over you, and therefore that would decrease your effect or potentially the amount of dice that you roll, etc. But now you gain potency against spirits. Pretty nice. Yeah, so now I can punch a spirit in the face. That is amazing. <laughs> nice. And then we'll head over to Wei Young. Did you address a challenge with calculation or conspiracy? I mean... I got grappled by a demon and then tried to talk to their boss to meet up. That's true. <laughs> it feels conspiratorial. Conspiracy is literally, he was like, hey, devil, I'll make a deal with you. <laughs> I would argue that's a two tick because I was being killed and I tried to make a deal with some evil being beyond the, beyond the veil. I, I'm not going to fight you on that. That sounds very much like a two tick. Yeah, it works for me. Next, did you express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background? I mean, my drive is to, you know, acquire more assets, increase my standing, you know, become the Earth King, and I'm trying to get spirits on my side. Even before we left to go on the score, I was trying to, like, I talked to Day and was, hey, you see this drawing of a spirit? See if you can make a deal with them. Like, <laughs> so I, I would say yes. Maybe a one tick on that, but yes. Sounds good. And then finally, did you struggle with issues from your vice or traumas during the session? I mean, my vice hasn't even come up yet. That's true. My trauma, it's weird because I'm always paranoid, but my trauma didn't really happen until after all that happened. So well, I know we talked about, was that on the talkback? We talked about possibly shaking things up. That is, yeah, we talked about it on the talkback. So Thomas, go ahead and share with our main feed listeners uh, your thoughts, re your trauma. Okay, so for those who don't know, I got traumatized last time. And now <laughs> because I like to give the power to the people, the trauma I have is paranoid. So I get a boon to being paranoid, which I am. However, I, I had a thought in regards to changing my trauma from paranoid specifically to soft. You know, the events of what happened in the cave, everything kind of falling apart, getting hit in the head and knocked out, like all that jazz, in accompaniment to Tonin revealing his entire life story made me think that it might be a good narrative twist for Hu Wei Young to be 
nice <laughs> instead of a scumbag. And so I, I was thinking maybe if the crew was cool with it and maybe the viewers back home were cool with it, switching to soft. Are the events of the cave going to make Hu Wei Young more like Si Wei and Si Wei more like Hu Wei Young? <laughs> One rock hit Hu Wei's head and bounced it into Si Wei's and you guys had like a, a freaky Friday. A freaky Friday, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not married to the idea. I'm fine with staying paranoid because I love being this guy as the monstrosity he is, but, but I thought it might be a cool narrative spin. I like it. It would be really an interesting twist for sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that in your hands, but I think especially since it's like the first time that we have encountered trauma, we're still kind of trying to figure out exactly how it works in the long term. Uh, I think I'll leave that option open for you. Okay. I think maybe after the episode is released, we can let the people like do a poll in the patron discord or something and see mm. if they, if the patrons want it to go one way or the other. Hey. I'm, I'm cool <laughs> leaving that up to, to the people. Power to the people. Oh, it didn't answer the question though. Oh, yeah. Did, did oh, I struggle with trauma? <laughs> I didn't struggle with it. I loved it. It was fun. <laughs> Being paranoid is really great. Yeah, and to your point, actually, I hadn't realized you've done so well, well, well being a relative term, but you've done an interesting job in just managing the amount of stress that you've taken to the point where you haven't had to indulge your vice this entire campaign yet. I almost got away with it, too. Just that last little hurdle got me. And now you have to indulge it every downtime or else you'll take more stress. Correct. Just one stress. I've managed it this well so far. <laughs> there we go. That is all of our XP marked. And uh, now we get into some free play before we figure out what we want our next job to be. We uh, definitely have stuff that people are wanting to do, presumably. Uh, I can think of off the top of my head, definitely something that Tonin's going to want to do. Probably something that Wei Young's going to want to do. And maybe, I'm not, I'm not sure about Seaway if you have anything that you want to do at the moment. I don't think so. Well, I just told everyone my deepest, darkest secrets. Um, is that it? <laughs> is, is that all? Um, and I still don't see what's wrong with it because, uh, you know, that's how it be sometimes. But I did get this letter, so I'm going to take my singing bowls that I just used and I'm going to go into my silent room and uh, I'll be back. I have to take care of this right away. And you go in there, you arrange the singing bowls in the way that you were taught, and you think back to the discoveries that your ancestors made all those many, many years ago. Your first great-great-however-many-greats-grandfather who studied an event once known as Harmonic Convergence, the alignment of the planets, and how that opened up passages to the spirit world. And you have here one symbol representing each of the planets here in your solar system, which allow you to get part of the way. You can communicate with the spirit world by using these singing bowls, but until you have the final piece, until you have the sun itself, you will not be able to enter the spirit world as your grandfather once did. Your however many greats grandfather it was yeah. way back in the day. <laughs> and so you place them all into arrangement and the harmonies converge here in your room. And as they kind of reach that fever pitch, silence washes over you for a moment. The bowl's still ringing, but your sense is in a different place. And you hear kind of a scuttling noise from somewhere that might be behind you, but you're not really sure because it's not really here. But then you hear a voice kind of over your shoulder saying, Ah, welcome, Tonin. It has been some time since we have spoken. I take my hand and I remove my mask, and I'm just wearing my true face now. Master Ko, I apologize for my infrequent communication. 
Uh, we have been over this before, Tonin. You don't need to worry about masking your emotions before me. Why don't you give me a little smile? The corners of my mouth turn up, and it's it's a grimace more than a smile, but... He means literally. He wants you to give him your smile. I, I do as I am commanded. There, you see. We have made deals. You don't need to worry about showing me what's really going inside that mind of yours. I have had some difficulties recently. I believe I may have run into an old adversary of yours. Yes, the mission that you have just completed has been of great use to me. Perhaps you would like to hear a story, young Tonin. Of course. Tell me, do you know what happened to the false avatar, Yoon? I have studied much under the tutelage of my father, but there were certainly some aspects that he did not see as vital to my education. Ah, your father told you that well. A good way to cover up the fact that he himself does not know, for there are very few who know the true fate of Yoon. It goes back eons and eons, long before even I was born. You see, I am young in terms of the spirit world. There are many who are more ancient than myself. And one with whom I had many experiences was Father Glowworm. We became, some might say, rivals of sorts. He did not like how I enjoy communing with the people of the material world. He accused me of making all of the humans feel like they could come to the spirits for whatever little whim they had, any little favor they might ask. We have not had the best relationship over the years, but I had kept an eye on Father Global. And one day, what should he bring back with him from the material world but a young boy, one who had been called the Avatar. But strangely enough, when I detected his energies, he was not the Avatar. So I watched, very curious. And much to my surprise, this young boy defeated Father Glowworm in single combat. And in that final moment of victory, plucked the eye of Father Glowworm out from his cocoon and popped him into his mouth and swallowed Father Glowworm. Now, there have been very few instances in the past of humans merging with spirits, though there is one that everybody in your world is familiar with. The Avatar. Long ago, the Spirit of Light, Rava, merged herself with a man named Wan and created the Avatar. And tell me, what happens to the Avatar whenever they reach the end of their mortal life? The cycle continues. They're reborn. Is this... Has this Father Glowworm returned? I can only suppose so. He disappeared from my radar some time ago. I did not know what had happened to him. After Kiyoshi killed Yoon herself by turning his heart into a block of ice, I lost sight of Father Glowworm. But recently, as you have been doing my work in Ba Sing Se, I have detected a spiritual essence which I have not seen in some time the work of Father Glowworm. And now, after your encounter, I can only suppose there is somebody there in the material world bearing the essence of Father Glowworm. Is he then the source of this green moss that's been cropping up? We've been utilizing it. Should we avoid it, Master? Well, who can determine the minds of the spirits, yes? Even I, being a spirit myself, cannot discern the intentions of Father Glowworm. But 
You do owe me a favor, I believe, as part of the deal we made once. Endless favors, master. I need you to find out what's going on, and I need you to remove the threat of Father Glowworm from the material world. The same Father Glowworm who was defeated in one-on-one combat and then later defeated by Kiyoshi herself. Ah, do not underestimate the power of Father Glowworm, who knows what happens when a spirit merges itself with a mortal. We look to the Avatar as an example, certainly, but in that instance, Rava willingly gave herself up to merge with the soul of Wan. It is a symbiotic, a beneficial relationship, but Father Glowworm did not enter into that union of his own volition. While the Avatar's union is fueled by beneficence, Father Glowworm's is certainly fueled by spite. Well, our connection is fueled by duty and obedience, so it is stronger, surely. I will do as you command. And you can just feel the smile. You can't see it, but you can feel it. Bear in mind that the spirits each have different domains, different abilities. My domain is the collection of faces. Father Glowworm's domain is burrowing between the different planes, creating passages between the spirit world and the material world. I will look for these burrows, and I will flush him out. Very good. You might be able to suppose that in places where spirits are making it back into the physical world from the spiritual world, perhaps the influence of Father Glowworm has been nearby. I will think on this. Thank you. And I do a little like the the salute that we learned at our Earth Sages sect. Take this knowledge and use it well. It is not likely that I share such powerful learnings with you. Perhaps it is a sense of benevolence for the good of mankind. But perhaps I just want to get some entertainment for a bit. Whatever your desire, it is just. And with that, I strike one of the singing bowls again. With that, all of the bowls go silent in an instance, and your room is filled with a deafening, crushing lack of vibration and sound. And I I let out a shaky breath, and I don't have eyes, and I don't have a nose anymore, but just sort of running down the side of my face, you're not sure if it's sweat or a tear, as I'm kind of shaking, and then I gather my things up to leave. All right. I tried really hard to keep a straight face, and it's harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> Naturally, you just want to react and at least raise your eyebrows or something. Oh, yeah, Thomas would have lost his face at, like, ten different points of that. <laughs> I mean, while, while this narration was going on, I was going, like, <laughs> super <crunches. laughs> You're, like, big thumbs down. My face is all contorted. I was doing a lot of thumbs downs because I hate Co. Good stuff. Good stuff. Great stuff. Lovely stuff. You know, you say that, but it didn't feel great. I'm worried now. Well. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, let's see. Wei Young, have you been doing anything during this time? I have, and I'm going to recruit Seaway if I can. Seaway, um, you happen to know quite a few people in the city, thanks to your uh, burgeoning business. Is that not right? I could certainly benefit from some new connections, but I'm not want for a network. Well... You see, I'm looking for somebody, and this needs to stay between the two of us. A gentleman by the name of Brother Hotaro. Do you happen to know where I might find such a person? I don't think I do. Because I sure don't. But do I? Actually, do I know? (laughs) Uh, You can make a gather information roll. 
what would I even roll for that? Study, maybe? Yeah, study could work. You could survey. You could consort with somebody, see if maybe they know. I'm going to open up the Bossing Safe phone book and flip through <laughs> to the H's. Do you know of any <laughs> factions he might be associated with? We could ask around. Jeez, do I know of any factions he might be associated with? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, that's going to make this hard. Maybe, maybe the spiritualists, but I wouldn't count on that. You don't want to go talk to the spiritualists? <laughs> I'm fine with talking to spiritualists. I, as always, have done nothing wrong. <laughs> I don't think he's part of them. So, I don't know. I'll just, I'm going to open up the phone book and see if Hotaro's in there. Okay, go ahead and make that roll. Six. Ooh, Yeah. So what you discover is Brother Hotaru is the name of the leader of the Lamplighters. Oh, oh. that's one of the cults, right? Correct. Yeah, they're a cult. Seaway. In the phone book under cults, I found that he's the leader <laughs> of Lamplighters. You wouldn't happen to know a way I could get in touch with this gentleman, do you? Cults aren't really my jam. <laughs> Let's see. We do know people at Gecko Jr.'s even better smuggling operation who operate in the same part of town. They're on our side. We're buddies with the paper knives. Yeah. We got one status with them. I might be able to talk to those guys. We could perhaps talk to the paper knives or Gecko Jr.'s even better smuggling operation. They... All work out of the same areas, might know one another, not sure if they're rivals or friendly. At this point, you hear a little knock on the door. Yes, who is it? And Jenna peeks her head inside. (laughs) Jenna, how fortuitous. It's like you knew we were struggling to find somebody. The endless font of wisdom. Oh, well, I just came here to let you know that I got some information. (laughs) Uh, Gecko Jr.'s even better smuggling operation and the paper knives. They want to get in touch with you guys and have a little chat about how you might be able to ally yourselves moving forward. Are you at all related today, out of curiosity? Do you bear the, <laughs> the ex machina name? Uh, no, I do not, in fact. I don't, I don't, I currently have a last name, actually. How peculiar. Would you like Seaways? <laughs> she blanches and says, uh, actually, I'm just going to roll to find my last name real quick. Please tell me it is ex machina. No, it's going to be Lang. Day and Jenna are like cousins or something. Her last name is Aklak. Waterbender. Apparently she has some water tribe blood in her. I yeah. say, that's a water tribe kid. <laughs> uh, thank you. Do you know where they'd like to meet up? Yeah, they are hoping to meet pretty close to Gecko Jr.'s Even Better Smuggling Operations headquarters, which is located in Little Ognaquila. You sure do spend a lot of time over there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I've, I've got water tribe blood in me. You know? It's a nice place to hang out. Whatever floats your boat, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> a, little, a little water tribe humor there. Don't get used to it. All right, <laughs> let's let's head out, Seaway, and I guess since this seems like the start of a job, probably tone it as well. I will come out of the room and <clears throat> my face is all done up. So out of curiosity, now that we know your whole shtick but the face, are you going to keep the no-eyes deal going, or...? Um, in our hideout, I'll wear the mask. Outside, I'll wear Lokai's face, mostly. Cool. Does it freak you out? No, I just want to know what to expect. Yeah, no, uh, no change. I'll keep the mask on. When I turn the corner, I don't want to get like, ah, there's a monster in here. You know? <laughs> wow, a monster. You're missing the top half of your face. And not like horrific accident missing, like someone took an eraser to it missing. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that I have an issue with it. But I do. Um, it, it's the, the thing is, I just don't want to be surprised, you know. No, I understand. If I saw a goblin around the corner, I'd freak out as well. A goblin? Okay. Wow. <laughs> hey, uh, 
Seaway, would you mind if I took an emotional support hamster panda for a moment? I need some well, cuddles. Maybe put a face on before you look at it. I'm wearing my Lao Kai face. We're okay. A better face. Um, certainly we need to get rid of the last two because we have some new animals coming in. So I need to what? change What it. animals are coming in, Seaway? I'm changing out their enclosure for some scorpion bats. Oh By the gosh. spirit, scorpion what bats. What is wrong with you? <laughs> From one extreme to the other. This is emo. Seaway arc now. <laughs> so horrifying. Can scorpion bats be trained out of curiosity? I hope not. What? You hear Eelhound has changed the music that's playing in the front from Enya to Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before Jenna leaves, actually, Seaway would like to uh, run over to her. Um, Jenna, up, up. Apologies for being so busy with work lately. Um, oh, I know how it gets. I get pretty busy with work sometimes, too. <laughs> yes, well, uh, <laughs> if, if um, we find some free time, maybe after we go and talk to Ge- Gecko Jr., would you uh, perhaps like to have some tea with me? I feel like we haven't caught up in a while. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Okay, um, well, I'll, yeah, I, well, I'll just get in touch, I guess, after uh, after we talk to Gecko Jr. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not hard to get in touch with. Uh, I, I'm well connected. I kind of assume you'll ju- I could just probably show up at a tea shop and you would also know <laughs> and show up. You would just you'd talk about wanting to find a tea shop. She'd be like, oh, yes, I know where a tea shop is. <laughs> yeah, she goes skipping out of the storefront. Yo, Seaway, if you need to go on a practice date, Tonin might be able to hook you up. Like Tonin could literally turn into Jenna. <laughs> I have a few drawings of her face. I can do that. You drew her face? Of course I did. I've drawn all of my friends. You, have you drawn my you've face? you drawn my face? I pull out my little sketchbook, and yeah, I've got like, not just a picture, but like multiple angles, like profile front of like everyone in the crew's face and like everyone we've met. Take my face out of that book right now. Please don't ever use my face on your face. Oh, is that rude? Is it? Is it disconcerting? Would be the word I would use. I actually suppose I don't mind it. Just don't. Just don't do it in front of me. One. <laughs> oh, are you counting two? <gasps> no. <laughs> I rip it out and I crumple it up and I throw it on the ground. Excellent. I'm gonna pick him up and put him in my row. Just cover my bases. I want him coming back and like, oh yeah, he doesn't know. I'll rip out the Seaway one as well and I'll just hand it to Seaway. They are lovely drawings. Do you do you want the Jenna one? <laughs> I mean, it's right here, and it's like I've got like a full portrait of her and like a few angles as well. Um, th- no, no, of course not. That would be that would be wrong. <laughs> he says that, and I look to way young. Should I should I give it to him? Maybe maybe depending on how the date goes. I'll wait and then I'll give it to them as like an anniversary gift. Eelhound, can you watch the shop while we're gone? <laughs> yeah, of course I can watch this place. I like the changes you're making. And you notice that now he's got some eyeliner that he's wearing. Black <laughs> eyeliner. Is his hair swooped down, a la Spider-Man Three? Yeah. Oh, man. oh, tell me he can do the dance. The Peter Parker. Oh yeah, he he does exactly that dance as you guys leave the shop to Nine Inch Nails. I love it. Let's go to this meeting. Yeah, you guys head over to Little Ognakila. Jenna gave you the address of a pie show shop uh, where you were going to meet up with Gecko Jr. and also the leader of the Paper Knives, Gami the Kite. 
and as you get close, you see that there's a bit of a hubbub, a bit of a commotion. Uh, some people going away very quickly, some people kind of moving forward, trying to get a closer look. And when you reach the shop, you can see that the storefront, like the wall leading onto the road, is kind of busted up. And there is a police investigation going on there at the moment. Sure enough, you see your friend Boots is there. Boots uh, kind of looks up from where he's been rubbing his temples and sees you guys and says, Ah, I'm trying to decide whether I'm surprised you guys showed up or not. And I think that's where we're going to pick up next time. We got an invitation, though. You did. <laughs> are, are we being framed? Oh, Jenna is a villain. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm going to kill Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going on. We'll have to see what that is next week, though. Oh, Ooh, boy. A nice little lore dump this episode. Oh, yeah. Lots of lots of information. Yeah. Every, that making sense to everybody? I, I always feel a little bit weird about lore dumps because I'm like, is this too much at once? I'm explaining it well enough. Everything making sense for everybody? I love a good lore dump. Can I just preemptively call it the, the Kovatar when Ko takes over you and uh, <laughs> the Father Glovatar? The Father Glovatar. When we find him. I started doing mental math of like, well, how, well, the Avatar always starts over as a baby. How old is Kiyoshi if Kiyoshi killed the last Kovatar or the last Glowwormatar? The Glovatar. The Glovatar. <laughs> then this new Glovatar is like, what, six years old? Uh, the Glovatar would be 16 years old at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been a while. We've got a young man we're looking for. Um, or a woman. That's usually when the Avatar is told, so that makes sense. So that means it's not douchebag Napoleon Dynamite. You don't know that. <laughs> he might be 16. You don't think Riven is the reincarnation of Father Glowworm? That was my theory. I don't think I ever established how old I was. I thought you were in your 20s. So I could be 16 somehow in all this. Yeah, uh, yes, I'm 16. That makes me very uncomfortable. I'm, I'm way young. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think this conversation should be moved to the obligatory talk back before we get too far into it. <laughs> we'll figure out what's going on here at the Pie Show Shop next time, but for now, thanks for listening to AmpTab Avatar, and we'll be back next week with more adventures in the world of Blades and the Dao Fei. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as somebody who is getting to renovate the shop to their true aesthetic <laughs> if you would go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to connect with us there, you know, maybe you would like to talk with Evan about his incurrent goth phase, then don't <laughs> be afraid to reach out to us. Now it's time to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. Woo! first person we're shouting out this time is Christine Lines. Christine is the owner of this pie show shop, and uh, it's not nice that your shop got kind of busted up, and that now the police are there, but you're gonna get a real nice insurance payment from the Earth King, so don't worry about it. You'll be just fine. Is this an insurance fraud scam? Uh, it might be. Who knows? <laughs> no news is bad news. You're on the front page of the paper. Next person we're shouting out is Dava Tuttle. Been with us for a while. Dava is the owner of the local Hot Topic and Siway <laughs> is in conversations with Deva about how to, you know, maybe start up a bit of a, a bit of a cross collaboration kind of situation. Oh my gosh. Uh, is, is Hot Topic interested in maybe having a satellite pet shop? Who knows? Maybe. They they are big fans of the hamster pandas because they got little like black markings around the eyes. And... It's true. I could have kept those. <laughs> and the last person we're shouting out is Tyson Lanz 
Tenzin, who as soon as he heard that the hamster pandas were going out of stock, went in and snapped up the last couple before they got replaced by scorpion bats. <laughs> so is it scorpions the size of bats with wings, or is it bats the size of scorpions with a stinger? As with the last animal I created, I'll leave it up to the fan artists. <laughs> well, we'll have more Sticker Club patrons to shout out next week, and if you want to join their ranks, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash improvtabletop, where you can also get bonus episodes, Discord access, biannual sticker packs, and more. Now, let's do a round of plugs. Evan, would you like to take that this week? Absolutely. First off, we got our sister podcast, iCast Fireball. As always, every week, a lovely bunch of folks, including our very own Ned Wilcock, our host and GM, <laughs> and MTAB cast member Thomas Brower as the DM. It's a lot of fun. You get to see uh, Ned in the player seat, and it's just a good time, man, running through the D&D campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. As always, we like to let you know about our backlog of fake campaigns, uh, Avatar 10,000 Things, if you're loving the Avatar train, but you're caught up on us and you can't wait week to week, you just need your fill of more Avatar Imptab content, you can go listen to that. It's not as dastardly and terrifying, but it's a vibe. <laughs> and then, yeah, our fake campaigns, a lot of fun. Only four episodes each, so they're quick listen, and they always go off the rails by the end of episode one. It's true. Yeah. Uh, we have our partnership with Fanroll Dice. If you want to go get a set of dice from them, you can use coupon code VroomVroomFifi to get 10% off. Go join our Patreon if you haven't yet. Get exclusive access to our Discord. You can talk to us on there. It's a lot of fun. we got a lot of really funny people sharing memes and sharing fan theories and fan art. A good time, yeah, and apparently also starting a wander home campaign. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. Our Discord's turning into this like TTRPG collab zone, which is really yeah. dope. So <laughs> if you are like, if you're looking to try some TTRPGs, uh, you can find a group of really cool, really chill people in our Discord. <laughs> yeah, we would love to see you there, and maybe uh, pretend that we're pleasant critters together. Especially if you live in Europe, because uh, we need more European people for the European groups. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, time zones. It's going to be tricky. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Hu Wei Young as Thomas Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Randall as Tonin Yoru. And Evan Peterson as Siwei Lang as Evan Peterson. <laughs> Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. I'm sorry I called you a goblin. I'm sorry I called you a goblin. <laughs> it felt right in the moment. Thomas feels bad about that. That was a bridge too far. That was amazing.